You're listening to Soul Friend Radio. I'm your host, Gaia Woods. How long should I wait to call her? What's the best way to end a casual relationship? How can I tell the person I'm dating that I'm sexually inexperienced? What to do if you're a sexually submissive type married to another sexually inexperienced? Should I break up? Is it okay to flirt with your ex's How do I tell my neighbors that they're having loud How many hours or days of no response is considered ghosting? So I'd been wanting to interview them for a while. 
So, but I had thought originally about maybe doing uh, an audio recording and then doing that voice script. <laughs> I love the vo- it's that, Yeah, I love that, that though. Weird. I was like, no, that's so cool. I, I want one. It seems so creepy that the voice of the script. The monster voice. Just like really creepy. I think your voice is much better than that. So hopefully. I think our levels are okay. They feel a little high sometimes, but I think it's okay. I think, I think we're all right. I think yeah, we're good. Yeah, okay. Looks okay over there. It looks good. All right. So, anything else that you want to share about this morning, James, before we start? No. We're both kind of still waking up. We're, we're both really <laughs> tired. <laughs> I think, I think it's safe uh, to say. Yeah. I had a late night, so. Mm-hmm. I have a friend staying with me from out of town, so I was up hanging out late. Just oh, okay. Just chatting. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. I think let's just go for it. Let's start. All right. So, again, if you're just listening now and you want to kind of keep pace with the interview and you might want to go back to episode 74 of the podcast and listen to that beginning part of this interview. If not, then here we are. All right. So, I think that we touched on this question a little bit on the last one, but it's basically a continuation of that. Um, Okay. So... Is it important that you know and or like the masters you serve? Or so okay. So this is me asking the question, and then again, James will read the part of this thing. Okay, so I'm asking: Is it important that you know and or like the masters you serve, or can you serve anyone and get the same amount of fulfillment out of it? It is of paramount importance that I genuinely like my mistress as a person in order to serve her. I've come to find a serving uh, person that I deem worthy of service. Uh, to be very satisfying and fulfilling. This is a bit difficult to explain. Although I do appreciate a woman who is dominant and enjoys being served, she needs to be a good person deep inside. In the past, I have come across certain people in the scene uh, that were into exploiting and taking advantage of submissive men, and that is a turnoff to me. Makes Which sense. totally makes sense. Totally sense, yeah. Um, do you have, so the only, yeah, I'm just going to interject one other thing. The only thing I kept also trying to maybe arrange Mm -hmm. like a G chat interview so there could be back and forth because I wish that there could be a little more back and forth. Yeah. That's the only problem with the interview. This this is very understandable though. Yeah. Yeah. It's very understandable. I think that that makes sense that you have to at least have some amount of respect or kind of like the person that you're serving in order to be meaningful for you. Totally. Yeah. So the next question is, do you have favorite tasks that you do for your masters? Is there anything you will not do or have ever said no to that a master has asked of you? There is a limit as to what I do in service. I am not into sexual servitude, and I'm not looking for that type of relationship with my dom. The kink community has so many different uh, predilections, and of course, most people only engage in a few. I truly enjoy the active servitude uh, is a mind space uh, that invigorates me. Uh, not to put down uh, anything others might uh, maybe in, involved in, uh, but as far as me, I am not into infantilism, cross-dressing, bi-interaction, etc. Fascinating. So that is yeah. really fascinating. Number eight. Given that there is an inherent power dynamic in the relationship between slave and master, do you, how do you negotiate the terms of the relationship? For example, what you will do, when you will do it, and so on. Relationships are always based on trust and communication. When first embarking on a dominant, submissive relationship, expectations and limits uh, are clearly defined. I love that. Yeah. 
Jesus, that's, so that's, that, you, you don't even do that. Like, I don't do that in regular relationships. I know. It's <laughs> <Yeah. That's> depressing. <laughs> the mistress will present the list of chores and duties that she desires from her slave. The slave agrees to what he feels comfortable doing, and an agreement is made. As time goes by and trust develops, certain limitations may be revisited to accommodate changing needs, and etc. I think it's also worth noting that in the middle sentence, the mistress yeah. will present the list of chores and duties that she, she is capitalized, capitalized. that she desires from her slave. Her is also capitalized. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I, I, I'm just amazed that, like, like uh, it's just this is a kink. It's a kink community. It's from the kink community, as they noted. Yeah, the they have more communication than yeah. most regular relationships. I know. Then vanilla relationships yeah. just like, go on dysfunctional. Yeah, vanilla like, relationships <laughs> just keep going, and yeah. uh, you know you could be uncomfortable with something, and you'll never talk about you'll it. You'll never talk about it. Yeah. Oh, I used to. I used to date this girl who. She would with her mouth open. I never said a damn word. Should have said something. You communicated. Yeah. Should have would have. Number nine, you identify as male, and you shared with me that you only serve women. Can you explain the importance of serving women versus men? Can you tell me a bit about your relationship to your masculinity? Do you see yourself as a masculine man? If so, how do you define that? Am I reading from the right part? Yeah. If so, how do you define that? Uh, what is your relationship to your own inner masculine and feminine self? And the, Sorry, it's a really long question. Does the work you do as a slave where you are being dominated by your masters shift the way you relate to your masculinity, or does the concept of masculinity have little to do with the exchange for you? And then number nine. Yeah. Um, do you want me to? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there's a lot of literature. Kind of it it's you. amazing. <laughs> I love it. Um, I definitely consider myself to be a masculine man. Since childhood, I've participated in sports such as football, baseball, and wrestling. I enjoy being competitive, challenging myself, and being uh, responsible. Uh, being responsible, I work as a firefighter, and I'm definitely comfortable and competent in my role as take charge man uh, to remedy any emergency situation. I don't consider myself feminine in any way, but through sub- uh, submission, there is a sense of surrender or letting go that alleviates the responsibility of always trying to be the take charge man that society expects. Being submissive does not in any way threaten. Uh, sorry, my contact is. <laughs> oh, your contact, do you need to fix it? No, no, that's fine. That's okay. Fine. Being submissive does not in any way threaten. Uh, dimes are minimal, minimalize my sense of masculinity. Quite the contrary, there's a sense of accomplishment and satisfaction in being a good, reliable submissive. That's <laughs> such a fascinating answer. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think that I had talked about, I mean, yeah, yeah. I've written a little note kind of to myself more mm-hmm. as a prompt just about this idea of how limiting it can be to think about feminine and masculine in yeah. terms of gender and that I wanted yeah. to kind of frame it in a way of more just I, energies that people can embody and not necessarily yeah. have it be necessarily a gendered thing, but I think that the way that he answers is like pretty great. clear. Yeah. 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 And also, it's like a vacation for him. To get away from that role. Yeah, exactly. Know, which is fantastic. Yeah. I don't have a vacation. <laughs> I know. Right? In my own mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I almost, yeah. And it's so fascinating that, they wor- that he works as a firefighter. Yeah. I don't know. That's like so. I like that. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. community. Well, and it, it makes it, 
that much more like a role that he's able to play. Like not, I mean not. Yeah. Not that it's just. I mean, he really like. Way, but he really likes helping people. Yeah. <laughs> like he really likes helping people. Yeah, but it, I think it's just this idea of yeah that it's so opposite from the role that he is in his daily life right. that it makes it really interesting right. that he gets so much pleasure out of it because it is a, it seems like it's a release for him. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, how have the relationships you've had with people you have served ended? Do you usually serve people for a set period of time? Dominant submissive relationships, just like the vanilla counterparts, ebb and flow. I have many wonderful relations with uh, mistresses that have spent decades, and some have not uh, some have not survived more than one season. Session. 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 <laughs> Polly. <laughs> um, Season also season like sounds plausible. I just want to put that in there. Yeah. Um, if the chemistry isn't right, or there's no common ground or mutual respect, then the relationship has no legs. One relationship has ended because the mistress I served got married, and her husband did not want her in the lifestyle anymore. I have managed to keep uh, in good graces and remain friends with most of the women that I've served in my 30-plus years of involvement. 30-plus years. 30-plus I wonder, are, we, are our whispers showing up? Yeah, whispers. Yeah, yeah. Stay in whispers. <laughs> the, um, so cool. The, uh, um, <clears throat> I love that she got married and then he was like, no, I don't want this person helping you. That he can get married? <laughs> oh, right. Like, oh, oh, the, the, yeah. the mistress coming. Yeah. Oh, well, that sounds like that. That can't be a good marriage. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Well, and also that's just so judgmental. Yeah, it's You're so judgmental. Like yeah, that's, that's the king. Like, let them have their king. They're losing a part of themselves. That's so sad. What are you doing all the stuff now? What do you mean? Like the married guy. Oh. <laughs> I guess, yeah, maybe the man was threatened by, by a slave in some way. But that's just when's, so the, when's the last time you heard that? Oh, I was threatened by that slave. <laughs> I mean, I don't like that guy. Yeah, it seems to be. I like popular. this guy, but I don't like the married guy. Yeah, exactly. I'm I hope he's listening. That. Yeah. Come find me. <laughs> Come fight me. Um, number 11. While the relationships you have with your masters may not be sexual in nature, there are still relationships with feelings involved on both sides. Uh, and then I put sort of. Um, have you ever ended a relationship? And I just mean because of the power dynamic, sure. you know. Um, have you ever ended a relationship with one of your masters? I have ended various relationships with mistresses because they became exceedingly demanding of uh, time constraints that were above and beyond our original agreements. Although I do enjoy serving and I'm honest and genuine, BDSM is one facet of my life. I value my time with my family, my friends, and my career. I'm very protective of my personal time and I expect to be, uh, that to be respected as well. That makes sense. Uh, see, see, see. <laughs> I, I personally give up so much time mm-hmm. for any relationship. Mm-hmm. The fact that he has like he can divide into like facets of his life. Yeah. Mine's a mess. Mine's like a blob. I mean, this must be so well boundaried. I just, I it's think that so it's so nice to see that. Yeah, it seems like, like clear communication. Yeah, such a healthy, functional. Yeah, and, the, and it's just like there's a limit to what I can get out of this. The fact that anyone sees yeah. that in any relationship, yeah, is amazing. Yeah. Let alone like a slave relationship, like a like a, this this kink. 
Yeah. I could see falling into that would be a real problem, especially if... Wait, what do you mean? Like, like if you just give every moment of your time... Right, well, I think that, that would be, be... That would not know. be serving... I mean, it's sort of like the metaphor of putting the uh, air mask on yourself before you put it on <laughs> your, your neighbor or your child on an airplane. Yeah. If you're crashing, so you have to... Yeah, help yourself. Help yourself before you help others. So if you're giving so much yeah. of your time and energy to someone else that you're yeah. not even able to take care of yourself then it's a draining yeah, type of yeah. relationship yeah so interesting i feel like my levels are quiet i'm just gonna talk a little louder does it look okay it Sorry, looks okay really it looks okay my contact's issues. sort of back in oh yeah is it okay <laughs> your eyes look normal it doesn't look Thank like you. it's losing <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look like oh, it's oh. i haven't had a compliment in forever oh. your eyes look normal <laughs> wink at me yesterday, like a co-worker person wink at me. It was a woman, too, so it wasn't yeah. a sexual wink. We have talked we, about winking. We have talked about winking. That was like a year ago. That was a long time ago. maybe two years ago. But kind of picking up our conversation, it made me feel so, like from about a year ago, it yeah. made me feel so special. Like we were sharing a secret, yeah. or like there was some kind of, oh. something that we were in on together. I just loved it so much. It made me feel so great. I'm going to wink at someone today. I don't think that I have a, I don't know how to do it properly. I don't think I have it. <laughs> I gave a real ugly one. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on to question number 12. Yes. In your summation, what do the women masters get out of the experience of being served? Number 12. Every mistress has different motivation for being served. Some cherish the power exchange and enjoy the feeling of power that comes with being obeyed uh, and directing your slave in service. Um, others appreciate the fact that their slave will take care of the mundane chores and responsibilities that they do not uh, enjoy doing, such as cleaning, running errands, cooking, etc. One woman I served summed it up perfectly uh, that she enjoyed, that what she enjoyed uh, the most was the gift of time. Hmm. Like time that it's... Yeah, yeah. Time, yeah. Uh, she was freed up to do things. She was, she truly enjoyed uh, and wasn't bothered by household tasks. There's a special thrill uh, to being served, and for men like me, I find it in serving. That's so cool. Yeah, because yeah, so you are. You're basically giving someone the gift of time by yeah. helping them with other things, like running errands yeah, or cleaning and cooking. cooking. You what? I want to try his cooking. You want to try his cooking? <laughs> yeah. That would be... I'm going to get so it. I really <laughs> want yeah, someone yeah. to cook my meals for me. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. But, yeah, all the prep and the all the prep and everything. And yeah, it's a lot of work. I can barely oh go grocery shopping every week. I, I ate out of a can yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. For the longest time, I had a running joke with myself that I'm not a very good cook. Yeah. And I I basically kind of just eat ingredients. I don't really put them to, you know, I just eat. I'll like eat the garlic, so I really eat them the carrots. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't really combine them. I mean, sometimes I'll make maybe a sandwich or a stir fry or something that. Service time varies depending on the needs of the mistress and the ability for me to serve. In the past, my schedule and time constraints were wide open. Service was planned pretty much at the needs and whims of my mistress. 
in the last few years as family and work obligations have grown and changed services much less uh, frequent than and has to be planned in advance. That makes sense. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, again. You don't even plan dates. I think that you're telling me. This person is so put together. Right? And it's weird because you'd think when you're giving service to somebody, Mm -hmm. you give all of yourself, but it's actually really like a healthy balance. Yeah, it seems like a super healthy balance. It seems like there's a sense of understanding what he's able to give and a sense of obligation to himself that he really takes care of his family and his career and his work and all the things that are important to him and then serves. Well, way more put together than most people I know. (laughs) Than most people, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Number 14, can you tell me a little bit about your relationship to power and authority throughout your life outside of the kink world? Has your relationship to power and authority shifted through the work you do as a slave or through internal changes that have occurred as a result of your service? My relationship with power and authority has been framed since my infancy. Being brought up in a strict Catholic home, it was expected to show reverence and obedience in many facets of my life. These include difference, uh, uh, deference to authority figures like teachers, elders, coaches, etc. In my job, there was definitely a paramilitary structure where um, when authority is paramount in success. Although I am not overly strict in my personal life, I do find it comforting and enjoy when boundaries and expectations are clearly defined. I think everyone enjoys that. (laughs) You know, when you understand... Well, yeah. I mean, that's such a, there's so much to unpack right, right, here in terms yeah. of this answer. Oh, I was raised Catholic. You were also raised Catholic? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I just dislike my body and <laughs> anything natural is gross. Terrible. Shame. Deep, deep shame. Do you still, like, identify as Catholic? No. No. I'm, I'm agnostic. Yeah. 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 I think that's the thinking atheist. As <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> agnostic. agnostic. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. To kind of oh yeah, I be mean, brought up in a certain structure of a, like a Catholic yeah. home. My my yeah. dad was military. Oh really? And and I was raised Catholic, and yeah. it's like you have real clear expectations of what you're supposed to do. Right. Really. Are you the slave? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's been me the whole time, guys. <laughs> Thirty yeah. years of experience. Yeah. I'm not thirty. You're not thirty yet. Oh. Okay, number fifteen. Do you find the work you do therapeutic? Does it turn you on? I've always found service to be extremely therapeutic. When serving, I get in the zone that most most athletes uh, experience when performing at a high level. Although it is ironic that while being a slave uh, implies giving up freedom to another, it actually brings the opposite in me. I experience a feeling of freedom and acceptance of a true part of me. Submitting has always been a closely guarded secret. Uh, that I hold dear to my core. Being able to share it with someone that accepts me is such a liberating and ecstatic feeling for me. Such a liberating and what feeling? Ecstatic. Ecstatic. Okay. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. Red, leather, yellow, but <laughs> uh, it is definitely a turn on, but not in the traditional sexual way most would think of. It stimulates me mentally and gives me a unique rush. Okay, so right, see, see, I, so I, I, I thought it'd be. I thought it was sexual thrill. You, that was your assumption, that it would be sexual. Yeah, and I was trying not to assume anything, but at its core, I 
thought. But but doing chores is really. Yeah, I think that. You know, it's sort of just like the sexual component of BDSM and the kink community is just one component of it. I think there's so much more yeah. in terms of the experiential power dynamics, servicing all parts of, of you your, know, mind, your mind, your yeah. body, and your yeah, yeah, exactly. That's so, that's so nice. Yeah. Well, and I think it's inherent too, I guess, too, in the fact that this person is a lifestyle slave. So it's not, right. you know, it's not right. a sexual slave. Yeah. It's not a, I don't know what other terms there might be. There's, I'm sure there's a lot. Um, but regular slave. <laughs> regular. Yeah. <laughs> lifestyle in terms of chores and in terms of non- right. non-sexual yeah. acts. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Wait, were you going to say something else? No, I was just thinking yeah. about my life. <laughs> About how you want to try and... You just figured it out. Incorporate elements of this person. Yeah, yeah, I do. Like, open communication. There's nothing... You know, being being honest and liking what you like rather than feeling deep Catholic shame about it. I think we've come up with some good solutions for your own own life. There's a lot. Yeah. Well, it is interesting that, yeah, you both were both Catholic. I mean, I'm sure, yeah, there's a lot of people who are Catholic, but Catholic and military, a lot of parallels. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so I think that the next one is 16, right? Yes. Uh, what is your relationship status, and how has your work as a slave affected your relationship? I am in a wonderful relationship with my wife, whom I've been with for, uh, for over six years now. She is an amazingly unique woman who understands me without judgment. We are not without our struggles, but together uh, we've moved forward to make it work for us. She knows that I enjoy serving and has been on the receiving end of being served, pampered, and disciplining her slave as well. She has met women I have served, and she has enjoyed certain ones and disliked others. It, is, it all comes down to being respected and treated well. My wife was new to the scene when we first met and has enjoyed dipping her toes into many different types of play and being served in front of her friends and assigning me tasks to show off to some of her best friends. She has loaned me out to perform service for some and some of her select friends and afterwards has a checklist of them to fill out creating my performance. That's so cool. That's so cool. That's really cool. Uh, she is one in a million, and I'm, for, I'm fortunate to have her in my life. That's so sweet. That's so great. There's so much in here that I want to revisit. Wait, okay, we're going to go back. And yeah, let's... Also, we're kind of like... Yeah, I thought that we had so... We're kind of rough because there's so much here, but we only have a couple more, so we've got... It's like a half Yeah. Okay, so let's unpack oh, number 16 a little bit. Okay, so what's your relationship status and how has it affected your First work off, as a slave? Life. So he's married, but they've been together six years. They... She was new to the lifestyle. Right. And, okay, so this is the interesting part for me is that that was, yeah, that was my question, too, um, about the relationship is, is it something that exists within the relationship, you know, or not? Like, is it yeah. kind of a separate part of yeah. this person's sexuality? Because I would assume with his wife, he does, they are sexual. So yeah. that's interesting that he serves her occasionally as well and that she assigns some tasks, which is also, I mean, I wish I could ask her a couple of questions, too, just in Yeah, I, I was going to say, I want to... I think, I think there's something interesting in this idea of, I don't know, of your sexual partner also being your slave, and I wonder, like, right. if there would be, I guess, like, hmm, what am I trying to say? I think I'm trying to say that it seems like there might be a separation in terms of 
the person that you're right. attracted to and the way that the power dynamics are in your relationships yeah. sexually. And if you're not necessarily in the lifestyle, do you really right. kind of want that person to be, uh, you know, to be your slave in a way? You know, because yeah, that's yeah. so specific. I mean, I guess if it's if their kinks line up, basically, if she even if she's new to the lifestyle, yeah, um, she but she's accepting and she likes right. being dominant, then it's kind of a perfect. Fit. I could sure. see it being not a perfect fit if it, if she, well, yeah. obviously if she wasn't accepting, yeah. but more so if she wanted to be controlled or if she wanted to be dominated. Right. Um, I, I've, I've asked yeah. a few friends about, <clears throat> like, their power dynamic in relationships and stuff. Yeah. I have a couple friends who are, I have many friends that are homosexual, but uh, I, asked, I asked them about, like, who's going to top, who's going to bottom, and then... The surprising thing that he tells me, when he showed me his grinder and everything, mm-hmm. he was saying that um, uh, there's a shortage of tops in the gay, in the, mm-hmm. in the male gay community. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, so it serves like, you know, like, like people want it. You know, like, mm-hmm. like, like, I guess. I most, more like, people want to be nominated. People, yeah, I think so, you yeah. know. Yeah, and yeah. on some level, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that kind of goes back to the question that I had earlier about kind of the exchange of power and the, that kind of releasing right. the, yeah. you know, inner firefighter that sure. like literally puts out the fire and solves yeah. the problem. <laughs> 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 literally rescues the person from yeah. the burning building or whatever it is. You know, there's this exchange of, yeah, kind of being able to release that and be controlled by someone else that seems so... He's been there for six years, too. Yeah. That's awesome. So cool. And, yeah, I love the... Dipped her toes. It's a like <laughs> different type yeah. of way. I wonder if it comes out in the in the bedroom. Right. That's a great question. Ah, oh, see, this is where I wish I could have the back and forth. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, uh, you know, yeah. I don't mean in, like, a real intense way. I just, I'm just wondering how it, how it play, would yeah. at, at all. Maybe it's just vanilla. Like Yeah. Maybe the sexual life is vanilla because it's, I mean, it seems like, the boundaries of this person's kind of inner psyche and right. the different things that they do or perform are really well defined for them yeah, in terms of, yeah. you know, separation of work life, play life, mm-hmm. you know, kink life, family life, all of these different facets. I wish I was put it's so fascinating. Like, it's so hard to find anything <laughs> that you like in life. It this is. guy has found it. And found a lot. And sort of really walked that line and, like, mastered it. Yeah. It's like great. Pretty slave cool. master again. <laughs> <laughs> Delightful. Um, I also love that his wife, yeah, has um, lo- what is he said? Loaned, yeah, loaned me friends. out. Yeah, loaned him out What's to friends to perform service, and then that there's a graded checklist of scale? performance. I know. I wonder. Is it? I mean, I'm like sure it's probably predetermined, <laughs> like in terms of how well you do something, right? Or I don't know. I guess what? if you're yeah. nice while you're doing it, I don't know what the quality is. Is it like an rating? Like, <laughs> is yeah. it a five stars? Or is it... Did they have a good personality? Yeah. I, I want to I interview her friends yeah. <laughs> that she's loaned him out to. What is Just the checklist? So I wish we could find out what the checklist had on it. He didn't okay. smile the whole time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like his hair today or something. Like, what is... Yeah. Like, um, how do you mess up doing something? But even just setting up that in the power dynamic. Oh, yeah. Totally friends means. get to grade you. You know, that you get to kind of... I don't think I Have someone redo something if it's not good enough or something. I don't think I could you know. ever accept that. Unless he's doing, like... He's, like, 
like you can like envision gro- yourself. re-grouting my tiles, and it's like, yeah, there's obviously like a yeah. good way to do this in a bad way. Right. But it's like, I guess if you cook, it's the same thing, yeah. Yeah, I mean. Like it's not just enough. If it's not, if it's too rare, you send it back. Too rare. Send too rare. Oh, send I, don't, I, don't, I don't eat meat, so I'm just using yeah. that example of something but that I, I just have never out. sent anything back to the restaurant, like to the I kitchen. send things back all the time. <laughs> No, you don't. I do. You do? I, I complain. I say if something oh, you're is wrong. Cool. Because I... See, it goes back to the Catholic thing with me. You're guilty about your needs. I'm not guilty about my needs. I'm if I'm paying for something, I'm going to get it that I want it. I'm paying know? $16 for this. Yeah, I, should, gonna, I should have the right You're not going to buy anything in LA for under $16. Yeah. If you're spending $16 on anything, if there's something wrong with it, it's going to go back. I think I'm the last thing I sent back was... Um, there was, it was a salad. Was like, a salad? <laughs> that had to be a real good salad. No, it wasn't a salad. It was, uh, well, actually, yeah, it was a salad. It uh-huh. was at a sushi restaurant, and it uh-huh. was a salad, and it was the bean sprouts were yep. kind of dead. Like, they were oh, a little yeah. bit brown. Yeah. And, like, clearly, like, they were out. not rotten, but, like, sad. They ain't fresh. Yeah. And the sushi chef, like, I started picking them off, and then I noticed that there, there were, like, a lot of them that mm-hmm. were... Gross and dead, and then I kind of like looked at the sushi chef, and it was at a bar, and so it was. I didn't yeah. have to make a big scene about oh, it, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. they just like fix it for me, and I was like, oh, great, see, needs being met, perfect. I would be so. I remember one time we we ate at a thing over in Atwater. Oh yeah, it's a good yeah. restaurant. Yeah. And then they put too much sauce on it, and I was like. On whatever you got. Yeah, it was a sandwich. I think it was a chicken sandwich that I had. Yeah. And then. I was just like, just eat it. That's what you told <laughs> just, <laughs> just, That's terrible. Just, just fucking eat it, James. Oh, <laughs> you could have sent it back. I could have. It was sopping. It was sopping wet. That's and nice. it was delicious. It was just... Yeah. There's too much. There's not, not good problems. back to communication. Get your needs met. Oh, I need to work on that. Yeah. He's giving me a lot to think about. I, I really appreciate his... Me too. And this, I you know. just... Uh, so honest and so fascinating. Oh, so appreciative. Yeah. yeah. So, so cool. Okay, let's do number 17. For someone who might be interested in becoming a slave or a master, based on your experience, can you give advice on tips of things you have learned that in hindsight you might have done differently? Or was there ever a time when you learned a lesson the hard way? For someone interested in becoming either dominant or submissive, uh, I would strongly encourage following one's heart and pursuing their wants. They're many avenues, uh, depending on your path. There are many uh, events and activities throughout the year. Do plenty of research and find people that you trust to play with. There are professional dungeons uh, where one can session to see if the fantasies match up to reality. Once a year, there's a convention called DomCon, where BDSM enthusiast, uh, enthusiasts converge in Los Angeles from all over the world. Uh, there are many mixers, and people are very approachable and open. Local munches? Munchies? Munchies? Munches? I munches? think they're called munches. Munches? I think so. Local munches are luncheons where lifestyle players uh, meet up to discuss and meet uh, new like-minded friends. Of course, in today's age, there are plenty of online communities and sites uh, where suitable potential subs or doms uh, can be found as well. My main piece of advice is to be true to yourself and honestly convey what you're looking for. Be open-minded, but don't compromise your values. I 
I should tattoo that on my so arm. So powerful. So I mean, it's just good. such good advice. Oh, my God. My main piece of advice is be true to yourself and honestly convey what you are looking for. Be open-minded, but don't compromise your values. I feel like that can apply to everything. I mean, sure, I know that we're talking about his service and you know, oh, his yeah, interaction with BBC, but that's just such a good kind of life model. So many people compromise. Be open and honest yeah. about what you're looking for, and then don't compromise. And be open-minded. Don't forget. I, I compromise that's so nice. much joy in my life because <laughs> I just don't think it's like, and I think everyone does to some extent. Yeah. But like now that I'm thinking about, it, like, yeah, I compromise like a lot of joy because, mm. like, like, oh, somebody wanted to do this and they wanted me involved, and so now I'm doing it even though I don't want it. And I could have just said no. Could have just said no. Yeah. yeah. I think saying no is one of the greatest skills that I've learned in my. I used to. 30s. I mastered that as a toddler, and then I lost it in my teen years. Yeah, it's usually something that you yeah. go through a no phase. Yeah. <laughs> Mastered it, yeah. lost it, in my teenage years, compromised a lot of values. See you today. Yes. Uh, today is a carpe new day. Diem. See carpe the carp, diem. yeah. <laughs> um, I guess this is our last question. Anything else you would like to share? What was it like to share with me and do this interview? Sharing with you during this interview has been, been very enlightening. My southern's coming out. Oh, yeah, that does sound southern. Yeah. You're I, more I, in Portland, though, we learned. Yeah, but I lived southern. in Texas for oh, a while. Okay, got yeah. it. And when I'm tired. Enlightening. When, 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 when I'm tired. Do you turn it up for charm? No, no. Yeah. Well, when I'm tired, it comes out That's naturally. Sweet. I was having this question. We'll get back to this question yeah, in one yeah. second. But uh, my father uh, is from the south as well. Oh, cool. And he has a pretty thick southern accent. So, yeah. I mean, sometimes. Not, not always. Oh, I can, I can turn it on. And on. I find that I, I don't necessarily have a southern accent, but I kind of use grammar incorrectly for effect. Some like southern isms. Real good. Yeah. Like that. Real good, yeah. Knowing that it's the improper grammar, but oh. just like as a funny thing that my dad, I, I, just, I find myself. I say grammar. like straight up just southern things. Like, really? Like oil. Oil? Like oil. Oh, I was like, like oil, rough. Oil, enlightenment. <laughs> Enlightening. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Okay. Back to yeah. wrapping up. Okay. So, yeah. So, anything else you would like to share was like to share with me this interview, and then you started sharing this interview. It's been very enlightening. Yes. Sharing with you during this interview has been very enlightening. <laughs> I enjoy having uh, the rare opportunity to share this very special part of my life that makes me unique. I find it very liberating to open up and present the scene uh, and my involvement in the in it in a healthy and positive light. That's yeah. Uh, I want to I thank you for giving me the opportunity to share my intimate uh, part of my life, uh, this intimate part of my life with you uh, and your audience. It is, very, it is something I keep closed off to most people in my life for fear of not being understood. I appreciate the chance to express myself in a forum where I'm not judged and hopefully understood. It is a feeling of freedom when giving the chance to share this often misunderstood part of my inner self in a way that is healthy and productive. Drop okay. that. So nice. Yeah. My heart is so what a, what open from this person. What a put together person. I just love it. And I'm so grateful of them to share, you know, and of him to really, I'm so glad yeah. that he feels comfortable and, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm sure my audience is yeah. open-minded and is learning so much. It's so, he's so authentic and that's so, there's something just so genuine and kind of heart-opening about when someone is just being themselves. And I'm, yeah. I'm glad that he 
was able to do it in a safe way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, he didn't scramble his voice on a sound machine. Yeah. I hope I'm understood. <laughs> like, this yeah. is horrible. <laughs> no, and thank you for reading his part, though. No, I was more than happy to do it. Yeah. What? What a champ. Right? I've learned so much. I've learned a lot about myself. Our listeners have as well. You've learned a lot about yourself. I know. I almost, yeah, these answers are so rich. I don't want to, like, slow them down and go back. I could really, like, pick apart and find something great in each of these. Like, like, very thoughtful, considered part of his life. Yeah, a lot of self-reflection and a lot of, I mean, a lot of practice. He's been in the lifestyle for over 30 years and has clearly had so many different experiences and has really found what works for him and what really feels fulfilling and that's yeah. I think it's just inspiring to hear when people find anything that they do that they find I mean pleasure right. or fulfillment out of sure those are words to use but also just when someone finds something that is authentically something that they like sure. and that is a part of themselves and then they embrace it that's so yeah. inspiring I love that go I'm, yeah. I'm trying to think of the last time I did something like remotely inspiring, inspiring for yourself for myself <laughs> oh I made spaghetti the other night. Was it inspiring? Or it was just nice it was, to take care of It was just nice yourself. to take care of myself. Yeah, definitely. Instead of like, <laughs> I keep ordering from the same, this is, this is a yeah. weird side note. I keep ordering from the same restaurant and yeah. I constantly get stomach pain from it. Oh, that's terrible. I don't know. Why. Why Yelp review? I don't know why I keep ordering from it. That's terrible. So then, so then I got tired of it and I, I made spaghetti. That's wonderful. And then it was good spaghetti. What a positive change. Yeah. He's great. Cool. He's great. When my mom comes back from wherever the fuck she is, I'm going to make her spaghetti, too. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> I think she's in, like, Hong Kong right now or something. That's so nice. Yeah. In Hong Kong. What an international mother. What an international mother. International mother. And that's what they call her. <laughs> international mom. International mom. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, it's so inspiring. Also, but, yeah, I think I want to also just say something about... Um, self-destruction because I feel yeah. like the other thing that this person that he touched on is just this idea of having to keep this yeah, in, the, in his last right. part about having to keep himself closed off to most people for fear of not being understood mm-hmm. and I think that yeah it's so refreshing to hear people who are expressing themselves and are not self-sabotaging basically you know because I think sure, that yeah, yeah. you know in the way that you <laughs> not to put you <laughs> no 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 <laughs> Speaking of self-sabotage, James. Uh, no, but just this idea of like, okay, yeah. I like am even like, taking the initiative to yeah. say like, wait, I'm getting a stomachache from this restaurant, but I'm going to keep oh, it. Yeah. I'm not saying you're self-sabotaging. No, I, I am. am. <laughs> I am. But it's also like taking that extra step of like, if you're feeling a certain way, responding to yourself with kind of care and compassion yeah. and, you know, not kind of doing something that's self-destructive, basically. Um, my example of you ordering food is terrible. I don't know. Yeah, so no, 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 no. But it's, it's terrible. I keep ordering. It's hard. It's hard to take care of yourself and yeah. to not, you know, kind of make a, like, yeah. I guess. I'll be honest. It's hard to just not hate yourself sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's really difficult. And he's found, yeah. like, this beautiful, like, kind of open. Way to express himself. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Like. I mean, you really have to, like, lay it on out there if you're doing all this for people. Well, like, you also like you have, have to, to really kind of understand of, yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have to understand yourself and then find ways to kind of express that, which I think that's a part of it that feels so inspired to me. Yeah. Just is this journey that he's gone on to really take the time to understand his own needs and desires yeah. and accept them. And that's such a beautiful thing. So, Also, fun fact. Yeah. I just looked it up. Uh, DomCon. <laughs> Is, oh, yeah. uh, is I covered that. I yeah, that's right. Yeah, you were there in May, right? Is that it? I don't sure. know. 
I'm not the worst at helping. That. That's amazing. Yeah, but um, that Tom Tom, the convention, the BDSM yeah. convention. So apparently it was at the Los Angeles Hilton. It was. <laughs> uh, Hotel LAX. It was strange to watch Yeah, by the way, uh, DomCon. Don't hold it there. It's a weird place because it's a hotel, so you have people in their fetish gear. Oh, yeah. And then airport hotels are are not, you know, if the guests are staying there and then they're not kind of a part of the lifestyle, it's an uncomfortable walking situation. Make it a, like, I mean, LA convention center is pretty expensive, but like. But go there, yeah. I mean, it wasn't that bad, but yeah, it just was more funny than anything. Just sure. like the lobby ex- exchange of like passing people that were like just arriving <laughs> from a flight or something. Airport hotels are already horrible. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe Anaheim. Anaheim would be fine for that. Anaheim, yeah. I, I think don't the know why. Other thing is, there was certain people that I would see where they would maybe mm. have a part of their outfit that they would mm, have yeah, covered yeah. up, and then they would get to the convention yeah. space and then kind of, oh, like, totally, yeah. change their outfit a little bit. That's yeah. a weird bathroom situation, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. But that's... The, well, this is going to be okay. I just have only good things in my heart right now. Mister, yeah. you're, you're the best. You are. You keep yeah. it up. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for sharing, friend. I, I really feel like there's not really... We're only going to go down from here. We should just end. It's up to you. (laughs) (laughs) It's only down for me. That is something I've said so many times today. (laughs) George Costanza making the joke. I like leaving the room because he can't. I like that we both still watch Seinfeld. Yeah, I still watch it. Hulu's great. Hulu's so great. Shout out to Hulu. Shout out to Hulu. Yeah. (laughs) Check out my show. Should we make it a YouTube show? Oh, that'd be great. Wouldn't that be fun? Oh, that'd be cool. Oh my God, but it couldn't be a Cajun. Cajun is the ugliest place. It is a nightmare. And there's like 18 chairs in here. Oh, God damn it. There's like so many chairs. Okay, we're going to count. One, two, three, four, five, six. There's seven chairs in this room. Which is... About the size of a pantry. Basically, you could probably fit like three queen size beds or two. Two or three. Two and a half. Yeah. Two and a half. Yeah. Two and a half queen size beds. Square footage. Uh, I know this makes for fascinating radio, but yeah. If, if we should make, it, we should make it like a visual, then we'll have to get a better studio space. We should do that. We should. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to go buy a bunch of camera equipment. I mean, I'm gonna make it, it, like, it up. Yeah, I'll set it up. There's a demon on the wall. Yeah. There's still a stop Bannon thing. He hasn't been around for a fucking year. Yeah, it's been a long time. Oh, yeah. There's oh so God, much. There's so much. Yeah. There's right. so many pillows. Yeah. There's walkie talkies. Yeah, there's walkie talkies. Uh, um, okay. I feel like, yeah. I mean, but you feel yeah. good about that as an ending right now. Sure. Like, there's not much you have to kick up. It's only down. Yeah. I've got. My next show is already booked, and I'm excited about them. So I've got a love linguist that's coming on the show soon, which What's is going to be that? cool. I'm a little unclear, but I'm really fascinated. I watched her speak at this event. Uh-huh. It's very interesting, and she's got a lot of training and kind of coaching people. And like, not necessarily in the love languages, although that's where my brain wanted to. Kind yeah, of yeah, that's right. For the book of yeah, the, yeah, the, the different love languages. I mean, maybe that's a part of her training. I'm not sure, yeah. but we will find out more soon. And then I also have another exciting guest booked who uh, was a professor of mine in grad school of human sexuality and mm-hmm. written a bunch of books on all sorts of amazing topics related to human sexuality. So I'm super excited that they're going to come on the show as well. So Fantastic. I'm excited. Tune in soon. Okay, I'm going to play a song and then we will be gone. Tune in soon. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Send me your submissions, either as a text or voicemail, to soulfriendradio at gmail.com. Please include your age and any information that you would like me to know about you. You can find more episodes of the show on Apple Podcasts. The show is recorded live at K-Chung Radio. Love you, K-Chung. Special thanks to my station manager, James Nelson. Thanks to 1,000 Birds. Our theme music is by BoomBit. Thanks for listening to Soul Friend Radio.